Oh, ho, ho, have I got a great programme for you. Well, at least I've been up half the night and I've half the staff here in the, in the, um, in, in Ross FM up half the morning sorting all this programme out. Sit back, put your feet up and be prepared to enjoy. Um, my first guest is Stephen Eli. Stephen, are you there? I am here. How are you doing? Not so bad, uh, Stephen. Not so bad yourself. And we're talking to you in Switzerland. I'm in Switzerland in Zurich right now. And um, you're from Moat originally, though. I'm from Moat, the fine metropolis of Moat. <laughs> yes, with the beautiful church, though. Oh, I love the church. Yeah. I'm taking a walk down by the Carmelites, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful area. Right, so you. I know it's underrated, and they had a great um, um, festival, but they had a festival there about two weeks ago, uh, stalls and street markets and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, and it's lovely wide streets, a beautiful, beautiful town up Moat. Now, Stephen, you're living in Switzerland, but you travel all around Europe. I do. I've been travelling a lot the past couple of years. I lived in Berlin two years. I've been out also in Los Angeles a bit, Colorado. Uh, Italy, Spain, uh, Switzerland, France, uh, just all over. Anywhere that'll book me, I'm there. <laughs> well, I don't even know if I have to book you because I remember you telling me about your little tin box and you here in Athlone. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I started off busking there in Athlone. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but I used to, maybe, I don't know, is it near 10 years now ago? It's not. Longer. I started at 16 and I would put down the rolls of tin box and start off. I got a job in a cafe for one week and then I was getting paid, I don't know, five euro an hour or something like that. And then uh, I went in and started earning 10 euro an hour, or 10 euro uh, every 10 minutes. So I said to myself, oh, wow, <laughs> the math makes sense. So I, I dropped the job, never went back to it. But then, but then, as you told me yourself, Stephen, you had a feel for the music, you had a grow for writing, you had a grow for being involved in in that area of your life? <clears throat> I, I, I think the, the school there in Mont was always geared towards a lot of music and uh, there was a lot of great teachers there. And, and Miss Diagnum was one of the teachers. They were always pushing music. And funny, I didn't study music in the school, but I was always roped into like uh, plays or stuff like that and uh, from the outside. So even you didn't do music, you were always involved somewhere in the school. So uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, Mont has a great community there as well so it's always active in it's uh, pushing of music that's uh, certainly something that got me through anyways yeah and then as you journeyed on you have um, is it still the word released uh, a number of albums a number of LPs a number of what do we call them these days you know I'm much older uh, than you streamable streamable uh, content uh, I guess uh, yeah the, the days of CDs they're over it seems right Selling music, in fact, <laughs> but, is that over uh, too? Uh, it looks like it's on the way out. Uh, but you know, as I say, I have many painter friends who uh, sit in the room ten hours painting and then forget to eat, and then they say, "Oh, I don't have any money." <laughs> but they, they, they do it for the love. We love to do this, and I think it's a calling rather than anything. If you really love music. And uh, you can't get away from it, in fact. When I try and leave, I always get a call for two or three gigs. And so I say, oh, I can't continue. I'm just such a tr tough life. And then 
I got three more gigs. So I said, ah, I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> and that's been about 15 years now. That's for 15 years now. So now, Stephen, um, I met you last Christmas, I think it was, in Mota, and um, we recorded some of your songs uh, that you sung that you'd written. I think all your work you've more or less written yourself, is that right? Yeah, yeah. They were fully written by me, and then some collaborators have yeah. come in on board to help finish the track. And and I can just tell you here and now, quite a few of my listeners, when they found out this morning that you were coming on my programme, were delighted to hear that and are looking forward to hearing your new music, which we will get on to in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but uh, they all wish you well and looking forward to seeing you when you're home and maybe you'll be able to do a concert. Um, oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. Okay, and you're going to be sitting in here in studio with me when you come home as well. That's going to happen too. Well, i, I got to give you the first scoop all the time. <laughs> you have always given me the first scoop, so you have. And maybe now is a good time to tell me, what have you... Now, I know that you went, was it May or June, you headed off to Colorado. But in the meantime, the COVID had been, and you'd become friends with a writer? Oh, uh, out in Colorado. Yeah, sorry, God, I nearly forgot to join myself. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me. I'll tell the audience. Oh, well, there's want. so many. There's so many people I met. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell us about a few of the others as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a few people on the way. I tell you that. Is there? Right. Uh, when well, we start uh, with um, Lenore. Lior, yeah. Lior. Lior. Uh, I met Lior during COVID. I. During COVID, I was out in Sligo and I was going crazy walking up and down the beach. I said, I have to get out. So I actually uh, took some documents and uh, flew from Ireland to uh, Switzerland. And then I took a train from Switzerland to Berlin. That was the only way I could get to Germany. And so I was living in a recording studio there for about one year with a man called Reiner Oliak, who's a composer. So I was doing work around the studio, recording songs, writing music. And uh, then I, I met a guy called Lior online. He was posting up on Instagram, hey, does anyone want free drums? And I said, free drums? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> he was just bored, you know, and he, he's worked with some great artists in the U.S. and he's helped out with a lot of uh, great music there in Colorado. He's involved in the scene out there. And I was delighted. That he, I sent him along a track and he said, uh, do you have more? And I said, yeah, I do. And he said, send me everything. So that was the start of the relationship. And then slowly we started to work together more and more closely. And um, that culminated in me heading up to Colorado after COVID finished in May. And it was quite an amazing experience, I have to say. Um, yeah, we, we went to the recording studio with Dave Wilson and... Uh, the guy, a boy in the sky, he's a man, he, he uh, made the record with us, and uh, yeah, I even went to the NBA game, saw LeBron James. You went uh, where? To an NBA match, a uh, basketball match, yeah. uh, saw LeBron James, uh, I ate lots of Lucky Charms, which are these Irish, like, cliche uh, cereal in America, and they even bought me a t-shirt with Lucky Charms, but uh, yeah, it was hilarious, it was just... Uh, I think I gained also about 10 kg out there, but... <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't see the photographs, uh, Stephen, so we can't say anything. <laughs> you, <laughs> obviously kept them, you obviously kept them um, in, in a different uh, folder. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. That's like, <laughs> well, I better not post them once. 
Yeah, so we, we made this record and we decided to create a duo band, anyway, it's called Sunwave Street. And um, yeah. Sunwave Sunway Sunway Street. And is, yeah. there a, is, there a, is there a reason behind that name? Because I, last night when I was well, looking at it, I couldn't. Well, me and on the way to the studio, there's a place called Sunway, and we just thought that was pretty fitting to say Sunway Street, you know, on the way to the where we're making this record. Okay. And, um, it's just a local kind of path, and uh, yeah, we call it, they call it the Sunway. And we're just like, yeah, this is beautiful walking every day to the studio. And um, yeah, the sun as well holds a lot of uh, power in its metaphor for me, and I, uh, yeah. Some beautiful experiences, sunrise, sunset, and a lot of memories kept off with the sun. And then uh, it's a little bit more positive, I guess. I make, I'm not sure uh, I make kind of heavy music, I guess, or I have. And I thought, you know, I want to find a better balance between the two worlds. And so I felt like Summer Street was on the way to something beautiful, you know. And uh, yeah, I feel that's kind of the ethos of the band. It's even the bad things, you're always looking for something on the Beautiful, you know. and so, yeah, you're on the road. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> there's the, the the name of the um, EP is called. The EP is just self-titled Sunway Street. Sunway Street. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's going to be uh, out on the September fifteenth. And uh, I'm super proud of this record. It, it, it has some um, beautiful moments. We have string arrangements. We have uh, great American singers involved. And that will be the first of three songs released. And throughout the year, we'll have nine more then released every four or five weeks of singles and then culminating in an album altogether. Okay. So the first three songs will be released on the 15th of September. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I have been friends for a long time from since you made that uh, radio documentary. Yes, yes. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> <you> remember. <laughs> I remember because it broke my heart trying to get them little wires all together. My little arthritic hands wasn't doing so good, but other people were there. Rosemary, Rosemary Langtree was one. Um, but anyway, and we've been friends ever since. So we were chatting last night, and what what was what's happening for Ross FM, the arts program today, um, Stephen? What happens? What, what what are you going to be giving us today? Oh, I guess uh, this is the first exclusive listen to the EP, and I want to, I want it done in Ireland. You know, nobody has heard it yet, and I want you guys to be the first one to hear it. I'm very grateful. Uh, proud that my fellow Irish men and women are the first people to actually hear these tracks. So uh, I'm sure there's people tuning in from Colorado now. And, uh, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy them too. Well, find you well. I, I, I have to say that I'm absolutely thrilled and delighted to be the first person to be playing the first three songs on your EP. Uh, I'm, I'm always grateful for... Well, I mean, you know, you, over the years you've given us one or two scoops before, so I'm always grateful for that, uh, Stephen, and, um, you know, here at Ross very FM. Welcome. Yeah, you're, you're, you're very good to us. Um, <clears throat> so let's say the, the, the three songs... I, mean, I wrote down the names of them on a piece of paper and I've lost it. Oh, yes. The first one is um, C L A Clarity. Clarity. Yeah. 
is there anything to tell us about that or do we just listen to it and make our own mind? I guess uh, just one thing was ba- uh, the reflections of the sea were based off the west coast there up on Sligo uh, with the Mermaid Cove so that was the moment I had of uh, clarity so I'll let you listen to that there won't say much more Okay, well maybe I, I'll get that one first if I can find um, now I don't, have, I don't have somebody here to help me oh there it is, clarity uh, I'll move that over there and I'm going to that's can't clarity I wish there was somebody here in the studio with me can't uh, this is yeah right can you find clarity for me there and can you just move oh there it is there I see it thank you I'm going to play it now so I am uh, we're playing clarity which is the first song of the EP belong to uh, Stephen oh wow uh, let me find you here Stephen Yes. Wow. I was sitting on the beach. The sun, the moon was there and the sea was rolling. And it actually reminded me very much of a time I spent down um, the Galway coast, sitting, just watching, just watching, sitting on the bay and just watching the beach and the sun. And, 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 and you, you, you described it really beautifully. I think we all have that moment, you know, yeah. when you're maybe sick of the city life, sick of the... You know, the noise and the rush and then it's just this moment of, ah, you know, I guess, yeah, everything's, everything's good. Everything keeps moving, you know, charity, I guess, And I suppose that is the thing about the world. You know, we have rain today, maybe sunshine, maybe more drizzle. But we carry on with our life, you know. We don't really want to put a raincoat on. But we head off down to the beach or we go for a walk in the woods or whatever. And we come back out and maybe the sun... And, and life keeps moving. That's it. Got to always look for the for the silver linings. I think artists are addicted to looking for that. Uh, I always call it love rather than anything else. Uh, I think everything is love. Are you calling me an artist? Yeah, oh, I saw you with a notepad. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephen. But I call you the artist, um, and and you. I do. Yeah, well, and, and some said, uh, I was always working steady and <clears> yeah, and even in, some, in, 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 you know, in your previous work, I would say the artist in you, you, and you said that yourself. You look at something and you see the, the positive, the negative, what could be, what yeah. maybe isn't, what are we not seeing, like, or what are we seeing? It and and like the song clarity. There, you have um, you know at the end it says, uh, uh, and I'm on my way to another lonely day, but it's. So it still has this, it's all the contrast, you know, I'm looking for, uh, well, I guess uh, this music is uh, is for people who need it, because a lot of people when they're vulnerable or they have a hard time, the art doesn't always make sense to them, you know, but when they need it, it suddenly reveals itself, and um, that's when uh, I think art is at its uh, most powerful moment, you know, uh, Leonard Cohen has saved me on numerous times. <laughs> I think he saved quite a few. <laughs> if uh, the truth be told. I would never, never imagine to try and emulate him. He's the master, in my opinion. And uh, uh, yeah, if I can even get a, a crumb close to him, I'm uh, happy. No, 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 no. Let me stop you there. Uh, I know loads of people who listen to your music and, again, find comfort in your music or find... Um, maybe the solace that they need or just 
by listening to the music they don't have to be doing anything you know sometimes beautiful, beautiful to beautiful to hear yeah sometimes That's you don't need somebody to talk you just need them to be there yeah, exactly. and, and with your music you can be there but you're not talking well you are but you're not if you know what I mean yeah yeah uh, the, the communication is uh, subconscious I guess at some point yeah Yeah, and, and, and you know <clears throat> I suppose it's, it's like when you go into a shop and you see the output that you want to buy it's there I mean you know it's there music art exactly. the, the, um, the picture the poem the song you know it's yours when, when you hear it or you see it it's like we were discussing about uh, Dee McKiernan, you know, and her uh, poetry and her art is absolutely incredible, and uh, it it really touches me. I'm glad uh, to see that on Instagram every so often. She posts something up. I'd love to see it in person, to be honest. It's absolutely beautiful. Well, I promise uh, you faithfully, when you come to sit in the studio, I will. I will make sure Dee McKiernan's here. I don't think I'll have to force her because Dee McKiernan, I know, is a fan of your music and of your, your words and your song. Yeah, yeah, I, I know it's a mutual. And here we are back on the arts programme and we are chatting to Stephen Eli out in Switzerland and uh, chatting about him and his um, co-writer, um, Leroy. Can you say his name for me? Leroy Manella. Leroy, I'm not getting that right. Say it again. Leor. Leor. Okay. Uh, Sunway Street, and we're on to the next. Um, we have an exclusive here. We have the first three songs of the EP that will be launched on the 15th of um, September, um, nationwide, European wide, worldwide, and uh, we are playing the first three songs of that EP uh, that will be launched on the 15th. And we have Stephen chatting to us from Switzerland. Stephen, our next song is. Oh, from um, Ireland. From Ireland. From, from Ireland. Yeah. But Stephen from Ireland chatting to us from Switzerland. Okay. I got it. Got I got it. <clears throat> Irish Stephen. Stephen Eloy. Um, yeah. Now, our next song that we have up uh, is um, is uh, The Fool. Young Fool. Yeah. Young Fool, yeah. Can't read my writing. Well, I have a load of other stuff written beside it. So, Young Fool. Again, is this one that you had in your mind before you went out to uh, Colorado? It's funny, this song has, has, I'd say, has sustained my music career for 10 years now. I, I wrote this song about 10 years ago, but as, as singing this song as a 20-year-old man, nobody was believing me. So I was uh, singing it and screaming it, but no one was <laughs> taking it that seriously. And uh, I went to Berlin two years ago, and I suddenly started to play this everywhere in the streets, busking. Uh, I played to 400 people in Prachtwerk, and I started to get huge traction in Berlin with this song, uh, to the point people were stopping me in the street about it. And uh, it was a huge momentum, and, and yeah, it was. It, this song has a kind of... Uh, uh, I guess maybe I'm 32 now, so uh, it has maybe some air of authenticity now, hopefully. And uh, yeah, it's about being a young idiot. <laughs> don't, I don't think I can relate to that one now, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> I, I guess we can all look back. <laughs> In memories. Yeah, maybe not, maybe you weren't the fool, but I certainly was. Maybe I just wasn't as young as you when I was the idiot. <laughs> Go on. Oh, I, I made a lot of a lot of mistakes and a lot of wrong turns, and uh, 
everything taught me a lot, but I definitely, uh, I had a stubborn head on me. I was me against the world for a long time. And uh, yeah, life cracked me open slowly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, much more, uh, much more uh, quiet now, I guess. <laughs> But I suppose life's a journey, it's not a destination. And if you don't live that journey, then, you know, you have no, nothing to fall back and you've nothing to, you know, you might as well not have bothered living. Exactly. I'm always trying to... Do uh, you know the comedian Norm MacDonald? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Norm. And I, I feel like he, he said it best, we're all wretched and we're all divine. And there's nothing... Uh, there's no one thing, you know, and uh, we're we're good and bad all at the same time. And, uh, to to face your humanity, life certainly will uh, will make you uh, face that if you live, you know. So. Okay, but we but we go with um, young food, and I think I've, I'm I'm missing the first word out of that. Am I? I can uh, no, it's young food. That's it. Young and, uh, food. It's very I hard. Just want to say Steve, yeah. Steve Barney from Gregory Allen, the Toffs band, played the claw hammer on this track. So Gregory's very popular in Ireland, and I'm lucky enough to know Gregory. Tell me that again. Gregory. Uh, Allen Isaacoff. Oh, was he from Moshe or out that way as well? No, he's from, he's from Colorado, in oh. fact, and he, 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 he toured with the Lumineers, and he's uh, quite a big deal, actually, in the U.S. Okay. So his, his, his banjo player played on this track. So I'm delighted to have an honor to have him on this. And uh, Lior is smashing the drums as usual. I'm playing some guitar. And who's playing the claw hammer? Uh, that's uh, Steve Varney. He's from, from the US. And uh, he's, he's brilliant. He plays on all the Gregory stuff. And he has his own projects as well. And uh, yeah. Okay, uh, well, we'll play this. I've never heard of the claw hammer in music before. I've heard it in building, I think. But... Yeah, it's a bit like a banjo, but this guy plays it. He does a solo in there that uh, blew my mind when he played it. So. Oh my God, Stephen, that's fabulous! And why do I think I know that song? Every, you know, everybody says that to me. <laughs> I know it. I've, I've, I've been playing that for a long time, and uh, it's, people have told me that in the Netherlands. They've told me that I, I played it so much uh, through the years. I've played concerts with that song, and people have always said, "Oh yeah, I played that song again, played that song again." It just never recorded it. It's the first time. Okay, well maybe you played that for me when we were in Moat because I know I listened to that, and it, it is it, it has a lovely um, twirl in it. The music twirls. Yeah, exactly. Have I got the Have I got it right? Yeah, you got it right. It's revolving. It's yeah. yeah, you feel it. You feel it spinning around. Yeah, yeah. and you feel you're in it. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is a song. cool song. Now we have one more song, and um, I don't know. Will we play that today, or will I leave that to the fifteenth? Well, it's up to you. It's your. Have you anything else you'd like to tell me? Tell, share with our listeners here that you can, <laughs> Stephen. That you can. Yeah, I can. Um, well, I I want to play in Ireland. So okay. If there's any 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 nice booker there in Ireland listening, um, I'd well, come. You know. And, what, uh, well, what, what would your venue be like? What sort of a venue would you like? Um, a theatre or a pub setting I, or? I I don't mind either. I'd love a theatre because uh, you know. But uh, if the pub is there and it's a good little setting for playing, you know, I'd love to play. Um, I think you also like intimate settings, don't you? 
I love intimate settings. A small theater would be great. Yeah. If I could get that going, I'm sure I'd bring over a few musicians with me if I got a foot. And uh, I want to play more in Ireland as well, to be honest, because uh, I played there a long time in the streets and Grafton Street, and uh, I played in Athlone a long time. And, uh, played around the pubs everywhere in Athlone, and uh, yeah, it just so happens I, I haven't got back since to play in a long time. And um, the people love this music. They love this type of music. It's, it's not uh, pop music. It's uh, um, folk music, you know, music for the people, you know, what, what yeah. we're really going through, what's <clears throat> real life, you know. I think in America, you see right now with this guy, Oliver Anthony, how much country and folk and... Uh, um, resonate deeply with people and especially now people are tired so much music and there's so many great artists um, it's hard to hard to get something that that hits home you know and uh, uh, the real life I guess and, and, and I would have to say that I'm very fortunate doing the arts program I meet so many amazing amazing yeah. artists in all genres whether it be painting poetry um, just telling More a story. In yeah, Ireland. yeah. Um, and musicians who, who, some of them just sing other people's uh, music that they write. Other people write the music. I have been very fortunate to have um, uh, um, in the midst of plenty who have done an amazing tour around Ireland, uh, historical drama, and within that, all the different artists, the, the powerful voices of the artists within that. All oh, our Irish, Irish artists are something else. I tell you, yeah. we we have it in our blood. It's we there. Is and, uh, we're, we're truly lucky to. to and I think, uh, and I think Irish artists are liked the world over. I mean, when you hear oh, of yeah. some artists as well known in Japan, and you think, "Gosh, I only heard him the other day," and like yeah. he's well known in Japan, and you think, "How did I miss this?" Yeah, and the same in uh, I play a lot in the south of Germany or in Berlin. And open arms welcomed, and in Italy as well in Milan, I played and open arms people are uh, jubilant the last concert I played was I think it was some pub gig and it was uh, I, li- I like these gigs as well you know because but the whole pub was silent I loved it it was about maybe a hundred people and by the end of the, the night it was silence just listening to the music sharing and singing and uh, that's special. Uh, I think I, I want to play for the people, you know. Yeah, I think you get the buzz from that, don't you? You get the buzz from um, singing your song with your heart and soul, and that's what you do. But you get the buzz then with the. It's not necessarily the feedback; it's the atmosphere, it's the ambience that the, you get the back. The live music, the live music, and uh, just the feedback you get, the messages you receive, and I, I receive hundreds, if not. Even so, and that's the crazy thing. I, I always say followers and likes and streams. Everyone all thanks you for how many streams you get, and I don't think it's a funny thing because uh, it's not me. You know, I don't stream anything. This music is what I do, and uh, I'm glad that people still resonate with music and support music, even if they're not active uh, online. There's a real world where people uh, really connect with the music. You know. And I think there's a lot of false misrepresentation of likes and follows and uh, clouds and, uh, and what, what you misrepresented sometimes in the art is about the numbers rather than the art itself. I know some brilliant artists, 
I live with a guy here in Switzerland called Michael Benjamin. He's also a fantastic artist. And same same story. We're just here making music every day and uh, uh, dedicated to the art. I'm, 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 so, I'm so grateful for that to be able to do that. You know, that's a really rare now. Um, well, well, people make us be able to do that. You know, the the real people sitting down at home. And, um, supporting the concerts, actually. I think live music is worth that. I think, you know, that, that picture of the yin and yang, <clears throat> um, the musician involving the audience and the audience appreciation, the musician or the singer-songwriter or the artist, whatever, maybe I haven't got the right word for the artist, but it all comes together and knits yeah. together like a jigsaw puzzle. Somehow a healing, you know. It is healing. healing because because I think that the journey you're you're singing about things that um, aren't always the easiest of times, and uh, then you sing it to the crowd and they sing it back to you, and uh, there's a sort of mutual healing that goes on there between uh, between the audience and yourself, and that's there's nothing like that. The, the the atmosphere change, the consciousness after people come up and say, "What was that?" You know. They forgot barely, you know, what this, this feeling was, you know. And uh, I love that. I, I love that. But that to me is special. It, anywhere, it, if it's a big stage, if it's a small pub. Well, well Stephen, um, yes. I'm going to say, um, before we finish up, <clears throat> I have to cough again. Um, I will be actively asking people about uh, putting together different areas of interest for you to come to Ireland and bring your, your artists Thank with you, you. and um, as long as you promise me that you're coming to sit in this studio I will do whatever I have to do to push everybody <laughs> I, I think I've made that clear, have I? I uh, thank you and thank you so much for your support constantly Ursula, it's, uh, it's always brilliant to have in Ireland and I uh, just want to say, can I make a small shout out? Yes I just want to say a hi to Maggie, Shira, Noah, and Lior in Colorado. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, hopefully see those guys soon as well in Colorado. And what about anybody here in Ireland? Oh, just my dad and my brother. He just got married out, out in the West, so congratulations to him. When you say in the West, you mean in the West of Ireland? He's out in Sligo. He's okay. in Glencar. Okay, so Glencar, beautiful place. Yeah. I say to your dad and your brother and your sister-in-law, and I suppose to all of the people in Europe that you you sing with, you um, write with, you entertain with, and to our listeners here on Ross FM. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Right. And can I just tell you... Um, sorry? And see you soon at a concert, hopefully. Well, I will... Um, I will um, I'll put my feelers out, and and you know we can't we we talk now and again, so we do. So I'll be back chatting with you, uh, Stephen, as soon as I have something. Just can I tell you and your listeners in Colorado, Europe, Switzerland, and here in Moat, uh, after this program is finished, if you go to www.mixcloud.com backslash Ross FM and then the arts program this program will be repeated there uh, about ten minutes after the program ends at um, two at two o'clock. Look forward to catching up with you, Stephen. Wish you yeah. all the best. Thank you so much, and look forward to seeing you soon. Okay. That's Stephen yeah. Eli, um, and I have missed uh, where I've written down uh, Sunway Street with Lenore 
I'm saying that wrong all the time. I just didn't get it, but I will get it. Sunway Street and the um, EP is out on the 15th of September. We have one more song off that EP to play and we will play that. Uh, 15th of September is a big day here. Late Late Show is coming online. Uh, there's a whole load of different things happening on the 15th of September. So And the EP is being launched. Stephen, thank you. Catch up with you soon. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. That was uh, Stephen Eli, uh, absolutely an amazing uh, singer. I, I suppose I've been fun in love with his voice for so long. that, um, And I know I have a load of messages here. I can't get to them because I'm trying to save another phone number. But thank you for all your messages and we will pass them on to Stephen. So here we are back on the air with the arts programme and uh, thank you all again. So many messages from for Stephen Eli and I will pass them on to him on uh, 15th of September. Now I'm absolutely delighted and um, I owe a debt of gratitude to my next guest who at uh, no expense and a great amount of um, uh, reorganisation we have Shawnee Morris on the phone. Hello Shawnee. Good afternoon Ursula, how are you? <laughs> Not too bad. I will send white doves and uh, blue moons later on this evening, thank you. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> and Shawnee, you're no, you're no stranger to the radio. I'm not really. No, I've uh, I've I've liaised with you before numerous times in the past, both on Ross FM and on Aston Community Radio, and I do a little bit as well on Midlands 103. And um, just tell me something, uh, STEM, the STEM project. Uh, this is something you're involved in now, and I didn't have a chance to catch up on that. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, well, recently I decided to change careers. I've been getting a lot of work over the past maybe 20 years or so doing STEM communication outreach. And recently in Ireland, this is something that is being fostered very, very heavily, especially in junior cycle, uh, primary school level uh, education. Uh, Because, you know, the future is in a variety of fields concerning science, technology, engineering, even art and mathematics. So it gives STEM or STEAM. And the kind of work that I do now kind of combines different uh, ways to get kids and families interested. Uh, in that, you know, be it making paper rockets and teaching the science of how those rockets work, you know, what the history of rockets were, and then they get to launch them themselves using soda and vinegar, uh, doing astronomy outreach with telescopes, uh, doing uh, different things with electricity and magnetism, and it's all, it's all about fun, but unbeknownst to children when they're taking part in these, be it in school or in their library or their own club and society, they're learning at the same time, and it's helping to try and encourage uh, a bigger uptake, especially for girls uh, in the new era, because science is often seen as a boy subject, you know, growing up to be men in white coats. That's not the case. You know, science doesn't recognize gender or age. It's a common thing. It's, uh, it's around us everywhere. And so this is kind of a, a new avenue that I do now, going into libraries and schools, and I've hosted a few summer camps this past summer, and... Uh, yeah, science is the way forward, I think, as well as art, I might add, because art and craft is incorporated into the things the uh, things that I do. Well, Shani, I must get you back on, on the arts programme uh, in your own right under, uh, you know, talking about this. Um, I, I knew you had a change of direction. Um, I just really haven't been up to date for the last couple of months, and um, that's my fault. But... Um, I, I will <laughs> I will catch up and I do remember back in the early days in the Shamrock Lodge uh, you doing uh, the vinegar 
the vinegar test where the the rocket that's launched right, and yes. all them. So of the soda and vinegar. Yes, yeah, that's right. Materials that are very common in, in almost every home. Yes, and every chid, every chid, every child was blown away, as was every adult that didn't know how this worked, and I was one of them. So I was at your class before you became a famous uh, tutor in this area. But uh, I will come back to you, Shawnee, and uh, we'll maybe uh, invite you on the arts program and look at this from the arts the arts uh, side of it as well but today it's a blue moon once in a blue moon now I do know that that means it's not often there's two moons in the one month I had a good tutor very good yes you are correct okay Um, but after that it's your story Shawnee Shawnee (laughs) is from the Midland Astronomy uh, Club Um, Shawnee has hold held hold held and does hold various um, um, jobs and um um, positions etc within the club and you've met many famous uh, astronomy people as well but for today we're just going to talk about the blue moon and the full moon and uh, what the, what we could be looking for, what can we be seeing Yeah, well just as a little bit of an astronomical or scientific background to what this event is about uh, the moon in its orbit around Earth takes 29.5 days 29 days and 12 hours to do a full circle around Earth. That typically is the distance between, well, the duration between one full moon and another full moon. So when this happens, inside a Georgian calendar month, we observe the Georgian calendar, uh, we have uh, 30 and 31 days on our alternating months, except for February, of course. So when we have an opportunity for a second full moon to appear inside a calendar month, that's why we call it a blue moon or once in a blue moon. It is a rare event. Uh, it would, some ways, happen every two and a half to three years. Yes. But in this case, the full moon that we will see tonight, which is a blue moon, because it is the second full moon in August, uh, this kind of an event will not happen again until December 2028. So we've got a little while to go before we start, you know, Forcing out that phrase again, once in the blue moon, but now we get to understand why that phrase means the rarity of such events. And even by that, uh, by that scientific uh, mechanical nature of the celestial objects, you can never have a blue moon in the fun, in the month of February because Not the official days. time, yes, twenty nine and a half days yeah. between successive full moons. So February is uh, has to do without, unfortunately. Okay. So we established once in a blue moon is the uh, two moons, and it's nothing to do with the moon being blue. It's just a saying. It's not. Yeah. I mean, the moon can change color now and again. Some people think that uh, it has in past times. But from time to time, a full moon, as it would appear to our eyes, can appear to change color. And these are, this characteristic is usually because of uh, how the light is passing through the layers of air mm. in its atmosphere. Mm. You see it down low as it's rising, especially this evening if we get a clear sky, the sun will be ri- uh, setting in the west, the moon is going to rise not long after in the east, and it always has that kind of cheesy orange color to it. That's because that light is being slightly refracted, slightly dispersed into longer wavelengths because of dust and air as you look along the horizon, whereas as it gets a little more higher and it approaches the zenith, which is what we refer to as the highest point in the sky in its travels from left to right, uh, it becomes much more brighter and whiter and it has the clearest uh, picture to it. But sometimes from, month, uh, from night to night, maybe because of a volcanic eruption 
or in some parts of the world at the moment there are forest fires, these are throwing up more pollutants into the air. So you've got oh. dust and soot and you've got a change in the, uh, perhaps the carbon dioxide level uh, among other gases that are present naturally in the atmosphere. And they can subtly interfere with how the uh, moon may appear from one area of the Earth's surface to the other. Okay. Now, can I ask you the question that I can hear everybody asking, and you, I mean, you must know this. <laughs> what is the question I'm going to ask you, Shani? I'm not sure. Go on. We're talking about <laughs> colours here in the middle. <laughs> uh, uh, Shani, you know me better than that. Either way. <laughs> you know me much better than that. What time will we see the blue moon at? <laughs> and where do well, we need to be looking? I think you told me in the West. <laughs> That's true. Okay. As, you know, day to day, sunrises in the east and sets in the west. Uh, summertime, it's kind of northeast and northwest. Uh, so as the moon is going to, as the sun is going to set in the west, northwest, you're going to keep an eye to the east within 20 to 30 minutes after the sun is set, and you will gradually be able to see the moon rising in the east, northeast. And uh, it'll be with us as a full moon the entire night. It's also the third of four supermoons this year. And so it's a super blue moon. The super moon aspect is because as the moon goes around Earth, it's not a perfectly circular orbit. It's yeah. mostly elliptical. So it has a closest point called an apogee, and it has a furthest point called a perigee. And from that... Uh, the, sorry, I beg your pardon, it's the other way around. Closest point is perigee, furthest point is apogee. And therefore, the change in this distance from Earth can be anything between 360,000 to 450,000 kilometers. That's quite a big jump. It does have an, uh, a perceptible uh, imprint on the observer in the change in brightness between those maximum and minimum distances of a difference of 14%. So the full moons that we've had in July, August, and the next one on the 28th of September, I think it is, these are the four supermoons of 2023. The moon is much closer to Earth, therefore it is a little bit brighter, and being a blue moon tonight, it's also the super blue moon. So this moon really has three, three things going to it. It's a super moon, it's a blue moon, and it's a full moon. Yes, all together in the one time. All in we our life now is try and blow away those clouds and we'll be able to enjoy the view. That's the problem that we're going to have at the moment. So have so you come up with a solution for that, Johnny? Are you going to be able to blow away the clouds <laughs> and tell me and everybody else that's listening in to get our deck chairs out, put our rug round us and... And simply enjoy it, yeah. I mean, now Time? the kids are back to school, <clears throat> uh, something to do this evening, if it was clear, is to go outside, wrap up a little bit warm, take a hot chocolate with you. And as it gets darker, the moon starts to rise higher in the sky. If you've got binoculars, take them out and have a look at the moon. The moon is going to be very bright, but it doesn't damage your eyes when using binoculars or a telescope, as opposed to sun. using it to view the sun, of course. Yeah. You never do that with the sun. No, okay. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, it is a very, it's a very easy way of enjoying a little bit of basic backyard astronomy for any age group, for all walks of life. And it doesn't take too long before the skies get dark in August, as we kind of come close to the autumn equinox on the 23rd of September. Well, right, I'm going to go again here. Any idea on time? Time? Well, uh, I don't have the exact time, but for observers from Ireland, it is after 8pm, regardless. And uh, then, um, as an exact point, that'll depend on an observer from where they have the clarity of the horizon to their east. So those who are on a coast, 
will see it a little bit earlier than from someone who's in built-up areas in towns and cities. Uh, therefore, as soon as sunset happens, the moon is actually rising opposite the sun position in the so sky. Once so after 8.33pm onwards tonight. Okay. I just had a message there from um, uh, Jason Fallon to say he's listening in and he's quite enjoying uh, your expertise. Well, that's not exactly what he said, but I'm, I'm <laughs> paraphrasing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at paraphrasing what he said. It's, it's a long message. And you know yourself when you're on the mic and you have buttons to press, etc., etc. It's very difficult to read somebody's uh, message to say how good they think you really are. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to get that. Like Jason is a very uh, staunch member of Midlands Astronomy Club. He's our current secretary. He does a lot of hard work, as is the, the committee in general. The committee and, in general, yeah. yes. Yeah, and it's reaching out and connecting with uh, regional and community radio stations like Ross FM that we can help bring these kind of uh, interests that are very easy to enjoy to, to, to your listeners and, uh, and that can get involved in astronomy in some small but easy way. And who knows, there could be a child out there who could see the moon tonight and they'll want to get a telescope from Santa for Christmas, uh, you know, or get into astronomy a little bit more. Well, uh, I, I, I can say, Jason, I mean, b- between yourselves, oh, sorry, Jason, Shani, Jason, uh, the whole lot of you in the Midland Astronomy, you've uh, brought me to some amazing interviews, amazing places, and I've met amazing staff. And I suppose uh, the Cassini mission would have been one of the things that I would um, stand out with, being the only person in Ireland to have an interview with Linda on the Cassini mission. Um, and that was all through yeah. ye. It was, yes, Tom and Linda Spilker, yeah. husband and wife team from NASA, who were among the chief project scientists on the Cassini mission to Saturn. And that's right. Uh, once they arrived here, you were the first person, I think, to have a professional interview with them. Yes, I think it was the only yeah. person. <laughs> I think it was the only person. I think you're right. Yes. <laughs> and we won't go into any more of the details of how we got the interviews. Shani, we're <laughs> running out of time here. You know what it's like on radio. I will definitely be in contact with you. I'd like you to come back and chat to us about how science and art are coming together and... Um, We'll chat about that. Can I thank you very much for uh, giving us this time on the arts programme on Ross uh, FM? And um, as I said, we'll catch up soon. And about eight o'clock, after eight o'clock tonight, I'll be sitting out with my rug, my um, my deck chair, and I'll be looking to see the blue super moon, super blue moon, super blue moon. I won't forget the hot toddy, and I'll bring my phone, of which I still have the moon on the face of that you got for me all them years ago. Shani Morris, thank you. Thank you very much, Ursula. It's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure talking to you as well. That was uh, Shani Morris from the Midland Astronomy telling us all about the super blue moon, and you can see it later on this evening. I think it was out last night, but it was overcast. I'm finishing up our programme tonight with um, Fiorua, um, Owen Burke. Owen Burke was playing in um, the play by the Western World last night in, in Galway, and now he's t- got a part um, travelling through Europe with uh, seven drunken. Uh, I don't know what exactly the name of the, uh, the play is yet, but I'm hoping to get him in to chat with him and let him tell us what he's up to himself. But we're behind the line, behind the grey, is an LP that um, Owen Burke Fiorua uh, launched a couple of months ago. We do have a copy of it here, and I'm finishing up with that. We probably won't get to play all of it. Wish you all the best, uh, Owen Fiorua. Stephen Eli, uh, thank you very much for being on the radio with us. And Shani Morris, uh, thank you too.